Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of Delay Don't Deny, Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than deny myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 33 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Terry. Terry is from Baltimore, Maryland, and she's currently a teacher's assistant, but she retired from a corporate career, so this is her second act. So welcome, Terry. Hi. Well, I am so glad to have you with us because you are one of our awesome success stories that we've had featured on my website at jenstevens.com. And so I've been wanting you to tell your story here on the podcast for a while. I'm excited to be here. And, you know, one of the things that I've come to realize over the last year is that, you know, my journey started out to be really all about me. And now I've sort of switched to a different facet and it's more about, you know, helping others and and inspiring people. And that's, that's what I love. You know, I think a lot of us could say the same thing. I certainly 
started it as a journey that was all about me. That was 100%. I was just trying to not be not be obese anymore. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Here we are. Right. Wow, that I never thought of it that way, but you're right. So Terry, talk to us about how you first got started with intermittent fasting. What brought you to intermittent fasting and when that was? Okay. So I was going on spring break, April uh, of 2017. And I was morbidly obese for the last, obese for at least 15 years and morbid for the last 10. So for 25 years, I've been, you know, struggling and, and been severely overweight. I have a skinny friend and she was tired of me complaining about being fat and not, not doing anything about it. She promptly um, gave me a warm nudge and told me to eat low carb. And she sent me a handwritten list as a picture on my iPhone. And I looked at the list and I thought, gosh, I could do this. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it when I get back from Graceland. When I get back from spring break with my other friend, then I'm going to start this list. And that's exactly what I did. I came home April 17th was the following day from Memphis. And we drove. It was a road trip. It was great. We ate. We had a good time. And I came home and I was very rigid. And I started doing low carb, less than 20 a day. And in five months, I was down 56 pounds. Wow. Yep. You were not doing intermittent fasting at that point. No, I was doing three meals a day. I was doing two hard-boiled eggs for breakfast, two hard-boiled eggs around 1 p.m., and then eating meat and green vegetables or a salad and meat for dinner. But I did commit to not eating past 6 p.m., which I had no idea that was related to anything fasting. You know, I just, I just didn't want to eat. It was recommended to me by someone to just don't eat in the evening. Stop, you know, don't eat at the couch, you know, eat your dinner at the table and stop it there. So it was just a, a not eat after six so you wouldn't go to bed feeling heavy or full type of mentality, if that makes sense. It does. So tell me again how many months it took to lose that 56 pounds? Five months. Wow. Rigid. That's really a quick rate of loss. So I was very rigid though. I made a commitment. I made the decision and I, I didn't snack. I didn't make excuses. I just did what I promised myself I was going to do. And that's what I did. And I lost, I thought, which was a lot of weight in a short period of time, but then I stopped losing. <laughs> okay. And I said, whoa. So I was in a low carb type environment group on Facebook and somebody said something about an egg fast, a three-day egg fast. And I'm, I'm pretty decent about researching things. So I went on the internet, of course, and I started researching the egg fast because, you know, I wasn't going to eat six eggs a day and <laughs> have something backfire and gain weight. I had a right. very, very healthy fear of regain. So I went on and I was researching the egg fast and committed to doing it. But as I was doing some last-minute looking, Intermittent fasting popped up, and that's when I saw Delay, Don't Deny, and then I got into the group immediately that day and started just watching, you know, looking, didn't interact right. at first, and then I introduced myself, and I started, and I discovered the OMAD, and I'll be honest, I, OMAD has been the life changer for me. I didn't really go from low-carb to a three-day egg fast to intermittent fasting. I went from low carb to OMAD. Okay. And for those who, who don't know that acronym, that's one meal a day. Um, and some people call it OMAD. This is what's so funny. I never say it that way. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I'm OMAD queen. 
I, I don't say OMAD. I never say it like that. In my head, when someone writes out or if I write out OMAD, yeah. OMAD, if I write it out, I still say uh, it in my head uh, one meal a day. No. <laughs> and I never say one meal a day. I always say OMAD and explain myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. OMAD. That's but I love how that sounds, yeah. OMAD. But yeah, I've always said one meal a day. So you did not do the three-day egg fest. Now, here's a funny backstory. Of course, you know Someone in the diet world, as long as I was, you know, I tried the egg fast, right? I did do the egg fast. I'm sorry. Oh, you did do it. Okay. I thought you skipped it. I didn't make it three days. I love eggs, but I I couldn't make it three days. I was like, oh my God, now I hate eggs. I mean, I I don't hate eggs, but after like a day of nothing but eggs, I felt like I hated eggs. (laughs) I did it and I lost nine pounds in a week in in three days, which, which I attributed a lot to bloat. Right. I had a lot, a lot of bloat, a lot of bloat. If you look at pictures of me from a year ago, when I share sometimes when those memories pop up and kill me, my my yeah. cheeks and my eyes, they meet. I just, I just had a lot, of, I had a lot of healing to do when I, when I started right. fasting, I had a lot of healing and, and I had lost 56 pounds and that was great, but I'm five foot nothing. So I had a yeah. long way to go from that 56 pounds and don't get me wrong. I'm grateful and I'm very happy. And I thought I was all that in a bag of chips, but I knew I needed more. Right. And I I get what you're saying about being puffy because I was very puffy too. There was a lot of inflammation. And that's been one of the miracles of intermittent fasting is how it's dealt with that, that puffiness and that inflammation. And, you know, when I go on a trip, it comes, I feel that puffiness coming back. Like my feet were so puffy after the delay don't deny cruise Mm -hmm. in March. I was so puffy. I ate French fries for the first time about two or three weeks ago. My husband and I went out to our favorite restaurant and they had a special on the menu. And I'm like, oh my God, fish and chips. I haven't had that in two years. I'm going to give it a try. And I loved it. I mean, I didn't eat much of it. I ate a little bit of fish and a little bit of fries. But the next day at school, I was so miserably bloated. I oh, yeah. I really felt like my stomach was hanging over my pants. It was disgusting. Wow. It was Everybody said, no, it's not. You know, but the girls were like, I know what you mean. You know, I know how it feels. Terrible. I said, I'm not eating fries ever again. I just don't like the white stuff anymore. Yeah. And that's important. That's part of figuring out what works well for you. So you went straight into, I'm going to say it, OMAD. (laughs) (laughs) When you found intermittent fasting, you jumped right in. And how was that adjustment to that? Was it super easy? I'm going to predict based on what I know about the fact that you'd been doing low carb for those months. I'm pretty sure you were fat adapted. So I bet it was a pretty easy transition. Am I right? It was super easy because I really only gave up. I had gotten to the point where I just didn't need the eggs for breakfast. Still didn't know I was fasting, but just didn't need, I just didn't want breakfast anymore. It was so weird, you know? So I was really just down to a a premier protein drink for lunch at school because I I was trying to not, not eat because I thought that was so unhealthy, you know? Right. Right. (laughs) I was drinking a protein drink and, and, and really that was it. And sometimes I had the eggs in the morning if I wanted them. It was like a gift from God to me. It was like, oh my God, this is meant to be. Right. So you just stopped with the egg in the morning completely and you stopped with the shakes and then boom, you were just having your, your one meal a day. My meat and my vegetable or my salad and my meat. I stayed low carb. Right. I stayed low carb. But at this point too, I was having thinning hair and I was nervous about that. And I did some research and found that it could have been the rigid low carb that I was doing, you know, having like no carbs, you know? I mean, if if you tell me 20, I'm going to do 15. That's my competitive personality. Me too. Wow. I am a hundred percent with you when I did low carb. 
I was like that. I was like, all right, stay below 20. I can do right, that. Right, right. It was easy. Yeah. I'm going to do 15, you know. But right. No, food, no, no dessert, no nothing, just meat and no white stuff, you know, you know, no carb. And um, yeah, basically, I talked to you after a couple, you know, I started OMAD in September. Of 2017. Yes. And I talked, I was in the group. You know, kibitzing around, listening, talking, and then I got the nerve up. I think I messaged you, and you got right on there, and you said, you got to trust the process. You're not done. You've got to eat some carbs. (laughs) (laughs) And I think you're the one that recommended to me to just make it fruit, you know, because remember the whole um, baked potato thing? I was asking you about the baked potato, like, to cool it and then reheat, you know, Oh, yeah, the resistance. Yeah, that, I was all up into that then. But then I just relaxed. I, t- I totally just relaxed. And I started to embrace the eat what you want mentality, which I told myself that is not a license to literally eat what you want. It's a license to add slowly back in, like Jen said. I don't know if you remember for a while I had the little hashtag because Jen said so. <laughs> I do remember that. I remember that. I loved it. It made me smile every time I saw it. I love it. I still use it sometimes. But yeah, I just I just always had you on my shoulder and listening to you, you know, that text. Like now I get to hear your voice. I love it. Listening to that message and was so thankful that you were able to coach me, a stranger, through my fear of weight gain and, and you're the one that convinced me to understand that I wasn't done. I'm not gonna be hundred and sixty pounds, I'm gonna be hundred and thirty. And I'm going to be thinner and I'm going to wear a four, you know, because I was, I was right. in an eight, you know, and I, and I thought that was going to be, I was so happy. I was in single digits. I was so, oh I yeah. was there, I was done, you know. I remember, but, I remember my goal was to be a six yeah. because I had been a six at some magical time right. in the past that felt really right. good. And I'm like, I just want to be there again. And I never dreamed I'd be smaller than that. And I mean, you know, now you're standing in school, pulling up your twos and you're like, holy crap, is this me? You know, but it, right. it's still, sometimes it's still unbelievable. I don't take a second of it for granted. And I eat healthy because I want to stay this way and I'll never be no OMAD, like the wagon mentality thing, you know, I, I just can't grasp that because I, I'm not a wagon mentality girl. Right. You're not falling off a wagon. There's no wagon. You're just living this lifestyle. Right. It's not a tool. It's not a tool to get me to a goal. It's just is what it is. It's OMAD. My husband does it. I do it. We've talked to so many people. My husband did not want to do OMAD. He was with the mentality. You know, he goes to the gym all the time. He works out all the time. He wasn't obese. But he just thought, I need my three meals. I packed his lunches every day and did my OMAD. One day yeah. he said, I don't need lunch today. I have my leftovers. I said, okay, a couple, two, three days later, I'm OMAD now. I said, what? <laughs> oh, that's so yeah, he funny. Tricked me, but we're, we're like that today. I mean, the grocery bill's cut in half and we take, we eat the same in the, you know, in our little cabin in the woods as we do at home, you know? He was not obese or or wasn't overweight he did he did he need to lose weight he lost 60 pounds but he didn't we didn't know that he needed to but he had a lot of bloat as well okay yeah a lot of it was bloat but yes he did he lost he lost about 30 pounds doing low carb because he ate what i cooked obviously it was just by default right and then omad came into it and he one meal a day and he um fell right into that on his own made his own decisions and that's that's and he just, he does it. So uh, what kind of work does he do? He's a, a consultant for people with IRS issues. 
Ah. He's all, you know, suit and tie every day, carrying around a computer, you know, going to different offices, travels a lot. You know, he's he's very busy where I'm kind of the one that's home all the time with the dogs cooking. <laughs> <laughs> so it probably helped his life a lot to not have to fool with dragging around to lunch, you know, got his briefcase and his lunch. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. He could not believe how much better he felt, how much more energy he had, and how fast the day went because he wasn't breaking it up with lunch in the entire afternoon. Yeah, I think that's important because you really do have so much more energy. Absolutely. I cannot believe. I cannot believe I'm 50 years old. I feel 30. Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm not quite 50. I'm still... A, blah, a blah, little blah. bit. I'm almost. Finished. We're both. We're both. Um, we're both in our fiftieth year. Nineteen sixty-nine yes. was the year that we were born, right? right? So yes. a lot yes. of good things happened in nineteen sixty-nine. It was pretty <laughs> much a magical year, right? Right, right. <laughs> well, if, if, just ask me. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, but but I agree with you. We we have so much more energy. You know, you like to camp. Yeah. Tell us about how intermittent fasting has changed the camping experience for you. Wow. It's, it's made it a whole new world because we used to plan everything around breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Even when Tom went fishing in the mornings, we would make a time. Okay. You be back by 10. I'll have breakfast. Ready. Right. You know, and, and I would cook and clean and eat. And then we would cut wood or we'd go for a hike. And it was very short because we were fat. I mean, say it bluntly, we were just right. too big to enjoy the woods like we thought we, we were. You know, we loved it, but we didn't do much but, you know, hang out around camp. But now and plan we, the next meal, right? Yes, and pack coolers and ice and, oh, my. Now I, I, now I have a shoulder bag cooler yeah. that I take for the weekend because we just go on the weekends because we still work, you know, during the right. week. Right. And it's about two and a half hours away. So I take a shoulder bag that I bought for $5 at Sam's Club and I put – a bag of house ice that I make here, you know, the ice maker at right. home. Put my meat and my vegetable in there and we roll. Yeah. No cooler, no cooler, no buying ice at the store, nothing. It's so it's, much easier. And the energy we, I mean, you probably see my pictures, you approve a lot of them, but you know, I love my beloved wood pile. Right. I have like 10 of them around our land now. We have like six acres and we have strategic wood piles, you know, around fire pits and stuff. I wondered where you camped. So y'all have land that's two and a half hours yeah, away yeah. and you camp on your own land? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, yeah, it's a little cabin in the woods. Okay. So it is a cabin. I wondered how rustic it was. Like, is there like a bathroom? Because oh, see, look, I, <laughs> are you digging no, a hole? We have one of those little privacy tent, little bathroom thingies. Right. It has a little camp toilet in it. It's all, it's all good, okay. but it's no running, no running water, you know, no, no electricity. We have solar, we have a little generator and we have, we don't use that stuff much. We use lanterns. We, we like the simple life up there. Well, I grew up with a, a dance teacher mother and in the, oh. in the seventies, she was a hippie. I mean, she's still a hippie, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we were in the, the mountains of Virginia my uh -huh. my mom and my stepfather bought some land. Okay, so this was like probably 75, 74, 75. And they bought this land. It was 30 acres up in the mountains. And it had no running water. It had no electricity even run to the property. And so they put a trailer on this property. Remember, this was 1974, 75. And mm -hmm. we lived like that with camp lanterns. We had one of those camp toilets. 
they had, full time. Or? We until they were able to clear the land, they cleared okay. the land. I mean, this was the seventies, you know. Right. <laughs> they cleared the land themselves, and because the electrical company would not run the wires, right? Until they cleared the land. So, but right. I can remember we camped out there, like wow. living like that. And I mean, you know, I'm sure it was such an adventure. But maybe that's why I don't camp now. I don't know. Right? Maybe. <laughs> We're just living the empty nest dream, and we go up there. We we call it camp, you know. It's camp, camp to grow land, you know. I love it, but uh, it's 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 our dream come true. We have seven or ten years when we both retire. My husband hasn't retired, so when he retires, then we're going to build. We're going to sell the house in Baltimore and build the house there. But for now, we just love the off gridness of it all, you know. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine, but. That really is, you know, having the lanterns and having the the rustic yeah. life really is very appealing to a lot of people. So I, I just remember, I remember it fondly. Yeah, you know, I love from it. those days. I don't want to do it again. Like I said, <laughs> right, right, right. That's fun. But y'all are going to build on that land then. Yeah, we have a lot of dogs, so the dogs love to run, and they 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 man the perimeter. They're border collies. We have a good time with them. So we're you know we're just kind of doing that little thing for now till well, we build. That's great. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium, and specifically, Magnesium Breakthrough by by Optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by by Optimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. So you mentioned that you are not as as low carb as you were. You added carbs back. Talk about yeah. like what kind of carbs you added back and how you transitioned in and, and what you eat now. Okay. So after I sort of feel like I was coached, you know, by you with helping me get over my fear a little bit of the gain, I started eating fruit again. And boy, was it good. I had oh, yeah. I hadn't had a banana, a strawberry, and I had fruit for dessert today because we eat early on Sundays. Yes. So I just started eating fruit. And then with that, I started eating some, you know, whipped cream on the fruit. And that became my, you know, that was my dessert. As far as my meals 
really always, I, I think I just kind of enjoyed low carb, but because I was so rigid, I was too low carb and that was the whole hair thing. Right. But once I started adding the fruit back in and I, I went on a couple of vacations, my father lives in Florida. So last year on spring break, my girlfriend and I took a road trip. We took a trip to Florida. Well, I mean, I think I posted a picture in the group. I had a fish sandwich that was bigger than my head. I ate the bread. Right. I, ate the, I ate the fries. I ate everything. And I, I came home a week later and I never gained an ounce because when I came home, I just did what I do. And when I was away, my window was longer. Like I would eat like a salad for lunch, like at you know 12. Or my father eats early. He's older, you know, 11 or 12. We'd have a salad, little salad, you know. And then at five, we had dinner. So it was, it was like a snack. It was like you. It was like a snack. Right. And, then, and then my meal, you know, it's not something that I loved. But I liked it for that, for being with him and, and doing our thing and, and, and all that. But, you know, that friend, I'll tell you about that later. She's Omed now, too. But I came home and I, I mean, clothes didn't feel worse or anything like that. But I just knew deep down inside, I knew I must have gained because I was eating carbs. And, and we went out for ice cream and we had a nice little Italian coffee and I put cream in it. You know, I mean, it was the whole vacation mentality. You know, I wasn't going to not experience things, you know, because I knew that I was just going to go home and, and be myself and be my own ad, you know, and I came home and the next morning I, I just got up and had my black coffee. And whenever I weigh now, which is very rare, I weigh right at the end of my fast before I eat. I don't weigh in the mornings. Okay. I don't know know why I got into the habit, but I I just always felt like I'm the lightest at the end of the day before I eat, you know. And I weighed myself and I was exactly the 133 that I was when I left for vacation. Today, a year later, I'm exactly 133 pounds. Wow. I can't explain it. But yet my size dropped two or three times in this past year. You yeah, know, that is such an important concept. I, I don't understand it, but I understand it. Does that make sense? Right. <laughs> I do, yeah. And and so, of course, we explain it with the, the words body recomposition because right. you're not wearing the same size that no. you wore a year ago. How has your size changed over the year? My my, I haven't gained or lost a pound since March of 2018. And here it is, you know, the end, oh, almost May, right, 2019. So over right. a year. I... I thought everything was fine. I was going to be good. I was doing sixes, you know, some fours. But, you know, I work in elementary school. I'm not going to wear tight clothes, you know. So I kept right. on the larger side. But right now I'm sitting at my kitchen table and I'm, I'm sitting here in, in twos. I have some zeros. The twos are loose, but they're comfortable. And I would never wear a zero to school. You know, I don't. there's no reason for me to do that, you know. And it's anything off the shelf. It's any brand. It's any this, any that. It's not like, oh, Eddie Bauer, I wear a two, but Levi's, I wear a six. It's it's across the board. Some twos are loose. Some twos are tighter. But I'm a two. I am a two. I'm not a four. I'm not a zero. I'm a two. And I weigh 133 pounds. And that's what I've weighed since March 16th, 2017. But when I first hit the 130s, I was in a six. Right. I was wearing a size six and then all of a sudden I, I went to the store and I held up these pants and I'm like, these look so big. This is what I'm wearing. There's no way, you know? And then, so I bought the next size down for gold jeans, you know, I'm going to get into these next year, you know, or next month or whatever. And I came home and I put them on and they, there I was a four. <laughs> and I was so, like, 
Oh my this God. is such an important story that I want to take a minute and highlight it. And I want everybody to listen because we hear people in the Facebook groups that get a number in their head. Like yeah. Terry, for example, let's say that you had decided that you needed to weigh 125 pounds. Let's let's just pretend that you in your head said, I will never be happy unless I see 125 on the scale. You would be right now complaining that intermittent fasting doesn't work for you. Right. Because you You've never seen that number on the scale, but instead you've maintained the exact same scale weight and gone from a six to a four to a two over this year. So you are shrinking, you're losing fat and building some muscle. That's the only way to explain it. I always say my next project, and I haven't really done it yet, but I've, I've dabbled in some experiments over the last couple of weeks because I want to become a little more lean. And I don't, right. I don't really know. I'm not. I'm not an expert. I just. I just listen to my body. But I know when I don't eat the fruit and the whipped cream or the ice cream once or twice a week, I know I feel thinner when I don't eat those things. But I don't gain when I do eat them. Right. It's a crazy phenomenon in my mind. It's a mind game. You know how I feel about the mind game. I don't need dessert, so I wanted to get out of the entitlement. You know, I I, I fast all day. I can have dessert if I want it. I'm entitled. I'm just now getting out of that mentality. And and my pants this last week have loosened up because I, I haven't been eating as much junk. Yeah. I used to call that my inner toddler. I haven't yeah. used that, that language in a while. I used to use that language a lot on the Facebook groups and then I, I stopped. I don't know why, but, you know, maybe because I'm no longer fighting with this right. much, but, you know, my inner toddler is like, everyone else is having a breakfast biscuit. Why can't I, right. you know, I used to always, <laughs> but I get it. Yeah. I used, I used to always say nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. And I told myself that for a long time because I needed to coach myself to see the thing that might come across a little bit different about me is I don't worry or think or compare myself to other people. I'm very happy for everyone that loses weight. But if if my friend loses 20 pounds and I don't, I don't use it as a, as a scale for myself. I don't right. get all up in the grill of, has anybody else experienced saggy arms? It isn't going to make a difference for me if, if anybody else has saggy arms. If I do or if I have them, that's not going to change them if somebody else does. So right. I just don't get all up in that part of it. What I get up into is what can I do about my saggy arms? And the only thing that I did when I first started losing weight, I lost 106 pounds. That's no joke. That's, that's a lot of weight. That's amazing. And I had saggy arms. And I had my, I felt like, you know, my butt was saggy. I, I felt the hanging skin. I, I really did. I saw it. Several months later, I looked in the mirror or maybe it was weeks. I don't know. It, it just seemed like overnight it was gone. And I was like, that's amazing. I was like, oh my God, Jin was right. Cause Jin said so. There you go. They're, they're born. They're, they're the hashtag cause Jin Senso was born because the autophagy, or fo- I don't know how to say it, but autophagy. Autophagy. I say autophagy. <laughs> autophagy, whatever. That is real. And that's why it's real. That's why I say clean fasting is magic because this is what I don't understand. I don't understand how the human body can go from where I was. 250 pounds, five foot nothing to where I am now. And I, I, I look and feel like I'm 30 years old. I've not said, right. I'm not flapping the, you know, the, the bat wings, they call it or whatever. 
And I didn't do anything exercise wise. I didn't go to the gym. I, I, I hate the gym. Although I recently went and walked in the treadmill for 30 minutes and I loved it because I was in a better state of mind and feel better in my skin. You know, so I really think that right. the gym is in my future. My husband goes all the time. I just got to get up and go with him, you know. But I, I had never done anything, and I still haven't done any exercise. Not that I don't hike on the weekends in the mountains, and all. I do all that, you know. I'm very active, but I don't exercise. Well, that all counts, you know. I think you get a, probably a lot of activity, and also as a teaching assistant. Yeah, all over the place. You're, mo- you're moving yeah. a lot, yeah. you're, you know. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I guarantee it. But, you know, to back to what you said about the sagginess, that is really an important point, too, because, you know, I learned about it from Dr. Jason Fung, of course, and his work. And he talks about he has patients that have lost, you know, 100 pounds plus like you, and he's never had to refer someone for skin surgery. No, it's incredible. But you've got to be patient. Yes. It didn't happen immediately. Your skin had to take some time to firm up, and it, it did. Right. And and I think with for me, you know, I'm, I'm kind of older. I'm, I'm married. It's not like I was trying to lose weight to get out and, and, and see the world. I was trying to lose weight because I wanted <laughs> to be healthy. And I, right. and I was tired of being fat. And, and unfortunately for me, in 2015, I lost my mother. And I gained even more. I gained, you know, at least another 30 pounds when that happened. The stress and the sorrow. I ate. I I just ate. Intentionally ate myself to death. I I know what I did. I know it was wrong, but I did it anyway. And I just finally overcame that grief, picked myself up, took me a little bit, you know. And uh, there I was, morbidly obese instead of obese. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you never look in the mirror and think of yourself as morbidly obese until you're not. What was the wake up call? I know you were on spring break. It was your friend or just the way you felt? What was the the real thing that just like made you say this is it? Me thinking about giving up my Jeep because I couldn't hoist myself up into it anymore. I have a big lifted Jeep, you know, for the for the mountain. And right. uh, it's uh, it's up on 35s and it's, you know, it's got a lift and all that on out and some people may know what I'm saying. Some people probably know no idea, but it's just a big high up off, off the ground vehicle. And I, I like, like for off road. Yeah. Is that what you would do? But yeah. it's street. I mean, you, you drive, I drive it okay. every day to school and everything. The kids love it. You know, it's cool. Oh, I bet they do. I, I think the most people in the group have seen pictures of it. It's in my, it's I have, my I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I could barely, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's embarrassing and mortifying to say this, but I could barely get myself into my Jeep anymore. And I loved my Jeep and, I was having conversations with my husband saying, why don't you take over my Jeep and let me get, uh, you know, an SUV that I can get in and get out. And I was telling my girlfriend, my skinny friend that, and um, when she listens to this podcast, she'll know who I'm talking about. And she said, well, you could do low carb and do something about it. In so many words, you know, I, I call it a gentle nudge. She gave me a gentle nudge. Right. And that's when she sent me that list. And that's when I started when I got home from vacation. Yep. Well, I love that so much because you, you had, it was your aha moment. You were like, I am not going to be the morbidly Uh, obese woman who can't get into her Jeep and enjoy her life. And and when I hit a hundred pounds loss, I paid my, I paid my Jeep off. That was my reward. (laughs) That was wonderful. Congratulations. But yeah, I had a very similar moment. It was, I talk about it in Delay, Don't Deny. Mm -hmm. We were on a family cruise and it was trying to climb up those Mayan ruins and it was so hard yeah. to climb up with 80 more pounds on my body. 
I couldn't carry something 80 pounds up those steps now. I couldn't carry an 80 pound load on my back, but I was doing it that day. We did that every day. Yes. my husband and I came to the realization recently, we have four dogs and we buy the gigantic 57 pound dog food bags at Sam's Club for uh, for the dogs. When they go on sale, we usually buy four or five of them, put them in the basement and he hunts them down the steps, brings them up, whatever, you know. And he looks at me one day and we just, we, we kind of like probably had this thought at the same time, like I used to have two of these one day and I can't. I can oh. barely lift one into the cart, but I can do it by right. myself if he's away or something and I need it. But we don't, we pretty much plan around me not having to do it. But anyway, in the event that I have to lift one of those bags, I can, but I carried two of those. Two of those would be, you know, 114 pounds and I lost 106. So between the two of you, y'all lost three of those yes. bags. That's amazing. It's incredible. It, again, sometimes it's still, it took me a while to believe that it wasn't a dream. I had to pinch myself for quite a six or seven months. Now I'm, I'm, I call it peacocking, you know, I walk around proud of, proud of the peacock. <laughs> oh, she's peacocking, you know, because no, now no, it's no. me. I it's love really it. me. Where before right. it was, it was a, some other girl, you know. And so you feel like yourself now, like yes. this is you. It's been a, a year at the same way. Yes. And so even though you've continued to shrink mm-hmm. thanks to body recomposition, yes. but I think it takes us a while because I know you talked about you had the fear of weight regain. Oh, my God. Terrible. But are you starting to feel more confident about it now? Absolutely. I do not fear. I know that I will gain weight if I don't proceed on with the healthy life that I live now with the one meal a day. I know that. It's a fact. I don't fear it because I know I'm not going to do that. Right. I'm going to go on vacation. I'm getting ready to go to the Grand Canyon in June. And my girlfriend that I'm going with, my BFF. We always travel together. Tom stays in with the dogs, God bless him. But we're going to the Grand Canyon. We're getting on a plane this time, no road trip with the Jeep. And I know I'm going to experience different things. I'm going to extend my window just like I did, you know, a couple vacations ago, you know, two or three times I've been on vacation now. And and, and I just, I know that I'm not going to gain weight. I'm okay with adjusting my window for life. It's it's, it's right. incredible. It's, it's an incredible life because there's no restrictions. And no fear. Right. I, I used to fear, oh my God, if I eat 22 carbs, am I not going to lose? I literally lived that way for five months. I think a lot of us can relate to that because I was the same way. And, you know, I did not lose weight on low carb. My body doesn't I do know. as well with it. And so, but but I was like you, like I wasn't cheating or deviating. I did it like if it said don't eat more than 20 carbs, by golly, I didn't eat 22 carbs. Oh. <laughs> I had 15 or 18, just like you said, because if 20 yep. is good, 15 is better. Right. And so, yeah, you know, I, I wasn't going to not do what I was supposed to do. There is no over. There is no wrong. There is no guilt. There is no, there's nothing. With one meal a day, you literally clean fast. One thing that I always try to tell my peeps that have done this with me that are losing weight and shrinking and melting away and deflating and anything else you want to call it is the one thing that I try so hard to get them to understand and get them to do and cross over the mind game is it's not about what you eat. It's about when you eat it. It's about the fast. It's the clean, it's the clean fasting that's getting you here. Not you not eating a roll at dinner. Right. I'm so passionate about it. I hope I'm not yelling. <laughs> you're not. It's you're like, not. I mean, when JJ said, 
people like to legislate the plate. I was one. Of, yeah. I was one of those people. That's why I loved it when I heard him say that. I thought, oh my god, new hashtag, don't legislate the plate. It's the yeah. God's honest truth. You've got to stop thinking about the food and think about the fast. It's the clean right. fast that's going to get you here, not the food. And we do recognize that some people do well with changing what they're eating for a while, like low carb work well for you. And you still mm-hmm. feel great when you keep to a moderately lower carb way of eating as compared to probably, you know, the traditional American diet, right? Right. The whites. I don't, and my husband's the same way. We don't feel good when we eat bread, rice, pasta, French fries, potatoes. We, we just stay away from it because it doesn't make us feel good. So why would we be miserable? It's right. Common sense. See, I don't feel good unless I have starch. Isn't I that know. Strange? I watch it's, your it's, meals it's, and I'm like, oh. I, yeah. Last night I had a roll and I had some rice. And, right. <laughs> but but the key is that you're not doing it out of fear. You no. know how you feel better. Exactly. Just like I'm right now, I'm on a kick where I quit the dates for a little bit because you know I'm an addict. And oh I, yeah. I stuff my dates with hordes of peanut butter and I just I can't eat one or two. And someday these are medjool dates. They're huge. I mean, right. they're like 50 carbs for two and I'm eating six, you know? So I'm like this week when I haven't had any dates and my pants are falling off, I'm like, hmm, I might've been a little bit bloated from all those dates. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you're eating that many dates, you're definitely, definitely not low carb. Right, right. So I bought some dates yesterday oh, and I actually so. thought of you because I know you yes. love dates, but they are so good. They those medjool dates. And they're, oh. and they're good for you. It's just, I, they are. I just have a problem with portion control on my dates, but everything else in my life, as far as what goes on my mouth, I'm very, 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 very good at portion control. And I don't have to focus on it anymore because appetite correction is really taking over my life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's hard to overeat because eventually, I mean, at first it's easy, but eventually you learn. And even though we still might eat past it, we might eat past that, that feeling of when we should have stopped. It's still not as, you know, quote, bad, unquote, as it would have been in the past. You know, even if we feel like, oh, I just really overdid it. It really wasn't as much as we probably think it was. (laughs) My husband laughs at me because sometimes I'll I'll push my plate away to go get my fruit. He's like, you didn't finish your dinner. I'm like, I'm afraid I won't be able to eat my fruit if I don't finish it. There you go. There you go. (laughs) By the way, back to the dates. Did you ever try them with goat cheese? No, I never did. I I actually looked for goat cheese in the store, I think maybe one time and I didn't see it. So I never went back to it. I never tried it. I tell you what, do you like goat cheese yes. or, or not? Yes. I've then it. you've got to, you promised me that you're going to try dates <laughs> with goat cheese. Just try it. Okay. And then you got to let me know. Okay. Because that really, I don't have any goat cheese right now because I tend to, the goat cheese will spoil before I can get to the whole thing, right. which is, you know, one meal a day probs, right? right? Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and so I've thrown away a lot of furry goat cheese yes. because it just starts to get the little mold on it. Same here. So this time I just bought the dates and yeah, but I, I was know. wishing I had some goat cheese. So try it and let me know what you think. Okay. I will. Because it's it's really good. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. This episode 
is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. So you mentioned, you know, that you're talking to people about it. How many friends would you say that you've influenced to get started? Probably at least a dozen and a half. My big success story is my best friend, Robin. She put it off and put it off. She she watched me. She called it deflate. Oh, my God, I watched you deflate, Terry. I can't believe I love it. I can't believe you were that big. That's her, that's, She still says that to this day. I can't believe you were that big. We live about 40 minutes apart, so we try like maybe every couple months to meet, you know, whatever, and get together for dinner or coffee or whatever. But she said, I, I watched you deflate, and I, I didn't do this. And now she started out, I think it was around 216 pounds, and she called me yesterday. She's at 159, and she started in January. Wow, so that's really quick. Clean fasting. She's, she's 64 years old. She's a little bit, she's about 15 years older than us. She couldn't wrap her head around it. See, I wrapped my head around it immediately because to me it was a miracle. Right. But most people I find, believe it or not, don't or can't wrap their head around it. In fact, most people go, oh my God, that's not healthy. And I say, oh my God, you didn't worry about my health when I was obese. You know, right. they go, yeah. the silence is priceless. Yeah. I love it. But I don't really run into that much anymore because now, now everybody knows me as, where, where I am now, thin and healthy. Nobody remembers how fat I was. You know what I mean? It's yeah, crazy. that is true. And when you're facing- People did not remember how, how big I was either. No. And, there, and people that met me afterwards, you know, we, we don't look like we were ever that o- overweight. Exactly. That's, and that's why, like, I don't know if you've ever noticed, I'm sure you have, or anybody really can notice it. If you ever had a weight problem, you can be out and about at Walmart or the store or the restaurant, and you can tell. Like yeah. a weight loss surgery body. You can tell. I know what you mean. And, yeah. and you can't tell with me. You can't tell with us. Right. It's different. Yes. My friend Robin had a knee replacement a couple of years ago and, and she could barely walk. She doesn't even have a limp anymore. Wow. My husband doesn't take arthritis medicine anymore for the pain. He doesn't have pain anymore because he doesn't have inflammation anymore. Wow. She's doing so good. We're getting ready to go on this trip and I just... I just can't believe she, her only regret is just like all of us is that we didn't start sooner. Yeah. I wish I had learned about the clean fast sooner, but we really didn't understand about it. We just thought it was, honestly, when I started, I thought it was just a way to eat fewer calories that, you know, before I understood all the hormonal ins and outs. And so, gosh, I would like to go back and time travel Mm -hmm. to the past and teach myself. I'd like to hand myself delay, don't deny. I mean, back in my, do you ever feel like, you know, like for me, it's like, wow, thank God I'm doing this. And I'm so happy that I'm healthy and thin now. And I'm not that big person in the room anymore, but darn, I wasted the best years of my young life fat. 
I, I do. I actually, I, I've written about this before, but I am actually grateful to myself for having been through that mm-hmm. because I'm not sure I would appreciate right. how good it feels to move through life in this body if I hadn't had to lug around all that other body. You yeah, know that's what I mean? a good way to look at it, right? And I think subconsciously I have felt that way, you know? That what you just said about right. you're, you're kind of grateful. And, and most of my friends, which, you know, uh, you know, I have a few very good friends and they're all like, well, that girl got you to where you are today. So just exactly. Bless. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. That, that girl, that overweight girl, that angry, feel horrible, can't climb up in her Jeep girl is what got me sitting here with my legs crossed at my kitchen table in front of a laptop. I love it. So your mood has oh changed. You, you were angry. I was, I was just always tense and, and even the dogs couldn't, you know, do anything right. I mean, I, you know, I was, I always attribute it to if I'm not happy with myself, then it's hard for me to be happy with everyone else. And I right. haven't been happy with myself in a long time. And this is what I miss so much. I wish my mother could see how much happier of a person I am just because I'm back to being myself instead of being some well, I like to think she can I see. Oh, I like to think that. Yeah. She, I, I like to think that her soul oh, knows, yeah. right? She, she knows. She comes to me in my dreams. She tells me. Yeah, yeah she, she knows. But it's it's just you know it's that material world. I know what you mean, yeah. right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's it's a different it's well, yeah. life. Not being morbidly obese. I mean, it, yeah, there's just it really is really other way to sugarcoat it. I'm not a sugarcoater, but that's just the way it is. You know, it's just a beautiful life. Other than the the changes in your mood and the way that you feel, what other positive health changes have you seen? Well, recently I went to, you know, I turned 50, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'll be there and soon. I went to, you know, the regular girly doctor thing. And he says, oh, let me run a full panel. You're 50 down. I'm like, whatever. And so he did. And he called me and he said, uh, can't believe this. And I want to record this. He says, you got uh, no hormonal. Your hormones are perfect. No, per, no wow. perimenopausal, no premenopause, whatever he called it. I said, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm, it sounds like good news to me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, my hormones are, are completely regulated. My regular doctor, I go for a physical once a year. I went in December, I guess it was. And what his big takeaway was I very rarely see good cholesterol at the level yours is at. It's supposed to be this and yours is that, and that is a miracle. Wow. I've been low carb for five, six months, and I still eat. Like, I don't eat the white, so I have to say, if I'm being honest, I probably still eat on the low carb side because I don't eat bread. Well, yeah. You know, I don't know how to, you know, say it without, you know, I don't want to promote, you have to eat low carb, but I... You don't count anything. Oh, no. You just avoid the you avoid because the white. I don't feel good when I eat them. So even eating a pound of bacon when I make my southern fried, I mean, I, I eat a lot of bacon, and my cholesterol is absolutely perfect. I love it. I'm a meat eater. Bacon is one of those things that makes my stomach Aww. hurt. I can't eat. I can't eat bacon I mean, anymore. I, it I makes, never ate bacon. And, never. Yeah, too much meat makes me feel now yucky. I love it. So see, I'm the opposite. But that's the beauty of intermittent fasting. I I really believe that over time, it points you to what foods work well for you. And then you don't eat the foods that don't work well for you, but not with a like that toddler mindset of, but I wish I could. You're like, no, I don't want to eat that because I don't like the way way it makes me feel. It has nothing to do with what I can or can't do. It has everything to do with what I want. 
I love that. And I want to point one more thing out. You know, we hear when people are new to intermittent fasting and they join our groups, they'll come in and they're like, well, I went to my doctor and my doctor said that intermittent fasting isn't good for women to do every day. It will ruin your hormones. You know, we hear that. That's like a that's like a, a myth that's out there. Yeah. You know, and, and more and more female doctors are starting to write books. You know, Dr. Anna Kabeka, other doctors are, are writing books like ABGYN. And so also Dr. Sarah Gottfried has written a book. She's another female doctor. And so both of those female doctors who are hormone experts use intermittent fasting with their patients. And so I think we need to stop the fear and the myth that somehow intermittent fasting is, you know, too much for our delicate flower womanly bodies. Oh, my heavens. Yeah. (laughs) Because your hormones are perfect and you have a, a very short eating window. 50 years old, perfect hormones, and I eat for under an hour a day. And But you don't feel bad. You don't feel like you're overstressed. You're not restricting oh your calories. You're not, you know, that's the important part. I yeah. think that if a woman was like also dieting and eating within an hour and, you know, eating tiny amounts of food and stressed out and frazzled, that would be a different thing. But you're right. living a, a happy, joyful life yes. with a short eating window and all of your health markers are perfect. Yes. And I do extend my window when I want to. And I'm not saying that a one hour window is going to be ideal for every single woman or person out there either. But just the fact that you are having such great results and you feel great and your hormones are perfect is, is just a good sign. Because, you know, just today someone joined the group and they're like, my doctor said women shouldn't do intermittent fasting every day. Wow. And like, I would like people to stop saying that because, right. you know, there may be a woman who needs a more gentle approach here and there, but not all women. That's not a universal thing. There might be some men who need a more gentle approach for whatever reason. I believe in OMAD. I'm not into 12-12. I'm not into 16-8. And I'm not saying I'm against it, but I never tried it, so I can't speak to it. All, what I know is just Focus on the clean fast and forget about the food part for now. And then just eat right. what you want, you know? I do think that's the way people should get started. That would be my number one recommendation for people. If you, you know, have been eating a certain way, and you really did follow this too. You were still eating the way you had been when you started the fasting. You didn't yeah. change your food and your fasting all at the same time. Correct. And so that would be the advice I would give to anyone. Whatever you're eating However you've been eating for the past few months before starting intermittent fasting, keep doing that (laughs) when you start intermittent fasting. Don't change everything all at one time. And then gradually over time, you can tweak the food. But I wouldn't try to do that at first. Because here's the key. The key is to keep it simple and stop overthinking everything. Yeah, I think so too. Women, you know how women are. We all, we all do it. We're all guilty. We overthink every darn thing and then we just get ourselves all whacked out over it. And it's not, it's not, (laughs) it's not healthy. Just keep it simple. (laughs) I agree. I agree. And, and the, the key is to know if, if something is working well for you is how you feel. Right. You know, you knew that you were off when you, when you look back to when you were really, really, really low carb, the under 20 a day and you started losing your hair and you didn't feel your best. Right. You knew that yes. instinctually I am. or is it instinctively, whichever one, whichever one of those yeah. it is. <laughs> Maybe it's both of them, yeah. but you knew either word, but you knew you could feel that something was off and you needed to make a change of some sort. Yeah. 
I really so did. So listen to that instinct. Yes, listen to your body. That is one big thing that in your books that I read that really hit home with me was you've got to listen to your body. If you don't, if you're not in tune, and and I think we weren't in tune when we were overweight, right. and that's what led. We were not. We were, we were just always so out of tune that we were always reaching for whatever would make us happy, and food would have to be that thing we thought, but it wasn't. Now I listen to my body and. Fasting is my happy place. I feel my yeah. best in the fasted state. I eat to live. I eat to live and I enjoy my meals. I never enjoyed, ever enjoyed food the way I enjoy food now and I eat less than I ever have. Yeah, I think that's that's powerful. I, I would say the same exact thing. It's incredible. Yeah. And you know, when you're in the fed state constantly, like we were, you know, maybe like the first 30 minutes when you got out of bed, your body was almost in the fasted state, but almost, but when you're in the fed state, like we were, I think you lose the ability to listen to your body. That's what I was trying to say. I probably didn't make sense. That's exactly what I was trying to say. (laughs) Yeah. I I understood exactly what you mean. I wanted to to clarify it for everybody, but we lose the ability to hear our bodies. Yes. And I lost. And now that. suddenly we reconnect with them. Exactly. It's like a long lost friend right now with me. I, I've got my long lost friend back, and that long lost friend is myself. Yay! I love the way you said that. Now, is there anything you struggle with now with intermittent fasting? Personally, I don't struggle with anything to do with fasting. Sometimes I struggle with the words to help someone understand what I'm what I'm doing and how I've done it. So that's why I reread and reread. And I even message you sometimes, is this right? Do I say that? You're like, no, that's fine. Yeah. I'm like, oops. <laughs> Don't say it like that. Yeah. But, but, you know, it's, I have it. I know what it is, but sometimes I struggle with, you know, the sciencey stuff in your, another one of your words. Right. And sometimes people need to hear the sciencey part, but as far as personal struggles with, with fasting, I got to tell you, I don't have any. That's fabulous. I have nothing. I have never felt better in my life. My own son said, Mom, every time I see you, you get younger. You're younger. You're aging backwards. I'm like, bubble. <laughs> you have one son? Yes, he's 32. 32. Yes. Fabulous. So is he doing intermittent fasting? Yeah, he does it. Yep. He tried to get I me to do it a few years ago. And I said, are you crazy? I'm not eating once a day or twice a day. I'm eating three times a day because that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> oh, so he was doing it before you? Oh, yeah. He was doing oh, I love it. six to six six p.m. to six a.m. and all that stuff. Yeah, he he does a lot of reading, you know. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, it, it's great when when your family is is yeah. doing it too, and it makes it so much easier. Mm-hmm. It does. We get up, we have our black coffee, and yeah. I, my, when I started drinking black coffee, my husband said, "Oh, you finally grew up." <laughs> <laughs> That is how it feels. It does uh-huh. feel like that. You know, I love when they say it at a, like at a Starbucks or at a yeah. coffee shop, do you need room for cream? And I'm like, no. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Fill it up to the rim with exactly. coffee. Exactly. Well, we are almost out of time. So what would you tell someone just starting off with intermittent fasting? I know you've already given us some words of wisdom throughout the way, but what, what would you just really like to say to someone just starting off? Well, there's something that always weighs heavy on my mind with new fasters. And I'm not that old of a faster. I've only been doing it, you know, 19 or 20 months or whatever. But people, and I think it's more geared towards women, um, we tend to, again, worry about what everyone else seems to be going through. And it's very good to get all the information from the group and read the books and, and all that. The books, I push hard. 
more than I do the, the internet groups because there's such a, you know, 20 million people. It's hard to get any, you know, to pull what you need out. You, you listen to it all, you know, but I believe that, that if we just focused on ourselves and if we try really hard to, you know, obviously take in all the information, but try not to compare ourselves to other people, you know, this is, this is a personal journey and a, a personal journey to get healthy is important to you for your reasons and your family and your life. And it doesn't really affect you what someone else may be doing. I love so it. To go on the internet and say, oh, all of a sudden I'm, I'm fasting and now I'm itching all the time. Is anybody else itching? I get it. I, 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 get, I, get, I get why you want to know if anybody else is doing it, but it's not going to change anything. You know, but yeah. that's a kind of a gross example. I don't think anybody does that. No, we get that all the time. Oh, the itching. Yeah. Okay. No, it, and that's, but really, honestly, you know, there are people who are not fasting who are also itchy. Right. So, Right, like I'm a little itchy because we were just walking around a field and I got a mosquito bite. Right, and I'm in the woods so, every weekend with ticks. I'm always itchy. No, just well, kidding. I got a mosquito bite. Right. Could that be related to the fast? Right. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, trust me. Anything, no. anything good is going to be related to clean fasting. Anything else is probably just normal life. But yeah, how we, do you, we, how do you we have everything. That, yeah. How do you put uh, that in yeah. words to not make somebody, you know, kind of like go, oh, I don't want to talk to her. Right. So I struggle, you know, sometimes with how to say things, but diplomatically, I guess, if, if you will. But it's just a matter of being accountable to you, not not being accountable to the universe, you know, or to the Internet. And not trying to imitate somebody else. Yes. And do exactly, exactly. what they that, do. That's a good way to put it. That's that's kind of what I'm trying to say. And, you know, I love I love when I message you and you said, you know, you probably don't even have time for that. I don't even know what, I don't even know what you do now. I know you're retired, but you're probably so busy, but I don't know how I got lucky enough for you to respond. But when I messaged you, it was because I, I just didn't know to listen to all that, you know, background noise, but I love the group for that background. You get it? I don't know. I don't know if it makes right. sense. I do. I do. I get it. I love there, there's a There's a lot of voices saying lots of things yeah. all the time. And so instead of listening to all the chatter, to turn inward and listen to yourself. Yes, that there you go. I'm going to write that down. That's exactly okay. what I'm trying to say. Listen because to you yourself. can get good information. There yeah. you know, you know, I was itchy when I was losing fat and I think it was where my skin was deflating. And so when someone says, "Hey, my belly's itchy." I'm like, "Yeah, mine was too right. when I was losing fat." Mm-hmm. And it helps people feel better. Yes. So y'all never never stop asking the question. Right. We're not telling you to to stop, but but still that doesn't mean every person. So now somebody's listening and they're thinking, but I'm not itchy. What's wrong with right. me? No, that's not what, not what that means. Exactly. That's what I mean about carefully saying things. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's kind of funny. Oh my God. I've never, I've never had an itch. I must, something must be wrong. Right, right, right. right. Oh God, it's so funny. But you know, it's just trying to focus on. It's human nature. Yes. And it's all good. It's There's no negativity when it comes to fasting and, and trying to help each other. And especially, you know, women were always, you know, touchy feely and we want to, you know, you know, huggy feely and all that stuff. And that's great. I love that. That's all fine. But when it comes right down to it, I got to listen to me and my body. And that's why I've gotten where I am. Well, on that note, I'm going to say thank you. And this has really been a pleasure. Oh, you too. Thank you, Jen. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N 
at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast.